Real quick before we start this week's brand new fantastic episode, Gal's Guide is raising money for a pop-up event during Women's History Month. We want to showcase our amazing Women's History Library collection, as well as have events and activities in the central Indiana area. If just 10% of our listeners donated $10, we would meet our goal. Just a small amount makes such a big difference. So learn more about our pop-up project and get great rewards. We even have VIP tickets to the preview party, and Bonnie even designed a custom tote bag that says, I helped build a women's history library. So check it out at galsguide.org and help us fund a pop-up for Women's History Month. Welcome to the Gals Guide to the Galaxy podcast, where a group of gals gather for you one cool thing around our topic of the month. Is it ancient history? Is it breaking news? Is it safe for work? Well, that's up to each gal. All we know is that... Fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy night. Hello and welcome back to Gals Guide to the Galaxy podcast. It is a new month and we've got a new research theme. Uh, now throughout February is Black History Month and we have excellent coverage on our website, galsguide.org. We have podcasts and articles about Maya Angelou, Harriet Tubman, Ella Baker, Nina Simone, and much, much more. But Bonnie and I were talking about February research themes and we thought, you know who doesn't get much of a spotlight? African gals. So for this month, we're going back home to where we all came from, where mitochondrial Eve came from, Africa. So going on this magical journey are my gal pals. So first off, if I was on a safari expedition to see animals, never to hunt them, only to look at them, and then, you know, maybe let this gal pet every single one of them because she loves to pet the animals. It is Bonnie Phillinsworth, ladies and gentlemen. Bonnie, tell the good people what you have been up to. I finished my uh, women's history calendar. Yes. I'm in the middle of painting my 100 paintings of 100 suffragists for the 100th anniversary this year. Happy 2020, everyone. Yay. Happy 2020. And yeah, it's a lot of work. Yes, it is. I got till August 26th to get it done. So have you petted any new animals in the new year? Uh, just my dog. Okay. We got to get on this. Okay. So it's safari time. <laughs> no, they got teeth. They do have teeth. teeth. That is a good point. <laughs> <laughs> I know people miss the rains down in Africa, but I've missed this queen of genealogy and teacher of truth. We are so blessed that she is back on the podcast. It is Eden. Eden, remind the good people of who you are and what you do. Okay. So, uh, yes, I am the... Uh, genealogy queen, I suppose. Yes, you are. Own it. <laughs> and uh, I, I shall. I shall claim that. Um, and what I have been looking into lately is um, Civil War pension file records Ooh. of the U.S. colored troops. Nice. Because almost every man in my family who yeah. was a grown-up in the early 1860s fought... In the Civil War. Nice. Uh, as a member of a U.S. colored troop mm-hmm. group. Right, exactly. And it's a way to find out more about that. Yes. And so these pension file records, um, they have interviews with people. Really? So I can actually hear, you know, the thoughts and, and yeah. facts about my uh, ancestors. Mm-hmm. Um, found out that one was stationed at Beaufort. Fort Beaufort in South Beaufort, Carolina. South Carolina. Oh, I've been there. And was yeah. probably there 
around the time that Harriet Tubman <gasps> no would come through. Ooh. And I was like, was oh my God. Was the Kobe River raids? The, the Something like that. Yes. Yeah, she led that raid. And um, oh, But nice. she, even before she was uh, part of the military, right. she would come through often yeah. um, on her way to or from getting slaves and moving them north. Nice. So it's kind of cool to think that she passed through there uh-huh. and so did my great, great great grandfather <laughs> look at that oh that would be super cool totally <laughs> keep us updated i will <laughs> i love it now before i introduce our last gal pal you want to hear a uh fun fact about africa sure, sure. Are you for this africa is home to the largest dessert in the world which immediately made me think wow i wonder what flavor it is and i wonder if katie knows how to make it and then i realized for the 420th time i'm fucking dyslexic and it says desert <laughs> 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 the largest desert in the world. I, I think it needs to have both. Right? Yes. Why not they both? Really kind of yeah, you why need not to both? put it out to them. They've got to work go. on making this true. I totally. think so. Yeah. And also ask Katie because she will help you come up with a really good one. But uh, as I bask in my inability to read and yet my strong desire to visit the Sahara, let's welcome Katie Harris. So Katie, tell the good people what is new in your world. Ooh. Not a lot. I'm definitely starting 2020 with a focus on books. Yes, of course. I am part of Gal's Guide. That would be a good focus to have then. (laughs) Right? Um, So trying to read more of them and hint, hint, my lady this month is an author. Oh, very nice. Um, And of course, backing... Gals Guides hopes, yes. dreams hopes for a pop-up in March. Yes. So yes. those things have been mostly on my mind this month. Sweet, and I appreciate you for it. Love it. <laughs> As for me, I am Dr. Leah Leach. I am the executive director of Gals Guides Hopes and Dreams. <laughs> Uh, I don't know about you, but I have really enjoyed absorbing the beauty and the history of Africa. I didn't learn much about Africa in school. I will admit also my geography has never been great. (laughs) But taking the time to explore famous African gals uh, and the history of the continent, I'm starting to feel like I have a better lay of the land and the fantastic people and the variety of animals that Africa calls home. Because, I mean, I did get sidetracked a time or two going, what are these different elephants? There's an entire there's elephants and there's an entire area where one million flamingos call home and i was like what "What? i know exactly and i'm like it's like flamingo land is what it said on the cnn article but i'm like does it have an actual name because i doubt it's flamingo land (laughs) (laughs) but i'm going (laughs) but africa is a huge place did you know that africa is bigger than america canada and india put together yes like is ginormous (laughs) there's 1.1 billion people in africa that is 16 percent of the world in just one continent in one landmass so it's a lot of people so why don't we know more (laughs) about this continent right so let's change that that's what i'm thinking uh so our gal pals have each picked one amazing african gal to tell you about and these gals are from kenya and nigeria and south africa and modern day angolia my hope is that hearing these stories will spark a quest to learn more about african gals because there are entrepreneurs like magnet wade who founded a 2.5 million dollar beverage company from Senegal, sought after business ladies like Yolanda Kuba from South Africa, 
There's economists turned bestsellers like Demisa Moya from Zambia and musicians like Angelic Kijo from Bien. So there is so much more to explore and so much more to learn about these amazing gals. So let's dive in to the cool gals that we picked. It was hard to pick one, but who wants to go first? Dun, 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 dun. I'll go first. Yay! I love randomly turning my head and Bonnie. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, My wonderful lady is Wangari Matai. Yay! And I'm going to try to pronounce things correctly, (laughs) but you'll have to forgive me if I don't. I did the the audiobook version of her unbowed autobiography. Oh, nice. That helped me be able to at least feel like I'm pronouncing things correctly. <laughs> Give you if I was, somewhat of a confidence booster. I was booster, reading it, somewhat. there'd be no chance. <laughs> right, right. No, no chance. Uh, she was born April 1st in 1940. She was the first girl in her family and the third of six children. Uh, she was born at home where there was no running water or electricity, uh-huh. but plenty of food and clean water. She's named after her father's mother, um which was a tradition like you would name like the firstborn sons named after their like grandfather like gotcha. you go you'd always pick family names oh okay it's a gotcha. tradition um and it's also her name also comes from a i'm not sure if myth is the right word but a story gotcha about the the founding of the area where she lived which would one day become Kenya um that there was a person who had uh, 10 daughters and he wanted them all to get married. So he had them go out and cut branches to their height. Ah. And some he sacrificed like a goat and uh, nine men appeared and they married the person that was their same height. Oh. <laughs> I was like, well, that's one way to match make. That is one way to the, do it. <laughs> the tenth girl didn't marry, but she still had children. Oh. Which I thought was interesting for a, a myth. Ten, 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 ten. I love me a good folktale myth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, when she was growing up, there was uh, European missionaries mm-hmm. were in Africa, so they had to deal with like the colonization of Africa. Like her grandparents did not deal with that; they were like the last generation to not ah. do that. So it was it was odd uh, when the Europeans came by. Uh, their guide that they had with them, they asked what the nearby mountain was called. And they thought that the guy thought they were asking about a gourd that he had. <laughs> right. So he gave the word for gourd, which is very similar to the word Kenya. Uh, and that's how the country got its name, apparently. Sweet. <laughs> Lost in <laughs> translation. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a really pretty gourd. <laughs> um, <laughs> when they were in school, and uh, not not all young girls went to school, but mm-hmm. it wasn't un- completely uncommon. But they were, since you were doing the, the colonization, they were being forced to use the English English language right. and to even just, like, they were renaming, like, their, their rivers and streams. They were giving them proper, proper right. names. Right, English they names. Were, yeah, sure. they were being forced to use those. Um, uh, in both world wars, um, Britain had, like, recruited uh, men to fight for Britain. In Kenya, and a lot of times they didn't like compensate them for it. Oh, well, that's nice. Yes. <laughs> um, they were transforming their culture in like the span of one generation uh, between their religion, the way that they dressed, 
um, their hairstyles, and like they wouldn't even let them like do some of their like cultural dances. Oh my goodness! So they were kind of. She was dealing with a lot of oppression then, but she didn't. She was so young; she didn't know that it was. Mm -hmm. Um, If it's kind of the only thing you know, (laughs) yeah. Um, They had changed from kind of like more of a bartering economy to a cash economy. I still miss bartering. I need bartering to come (laughs) back (laughs) big time. (laughs) (laughs) I want bartering. (laughs) I have stuff. When she was about three, her mother and siblings joined their father at work. Uh, he worked on a, a white guy's farm yeah. <laughs> as a driver and mechanic. He was supposed to be like this really tall guy. He was supposed to be like really strong. Like she would always hear like stories about her. Her father would just like take one hand and be able to like tow a car. Oh, like he's like strong man, strong. Yeah, sweet. Um, her father. Uh, was a polygamist. He had four wives, which mm-hmm. was not uncommon. Um, her mother was the second of his wives. Uh, each wife and her father had their own little hut, oh. and they had their own little little house that they lived in. Um, she didn't realize growing up that her siblings were not her siblings. Like she had, I think there were you know six children from her mother, right? But there were a bunch of other children from the other wives, yeah. And she just never thought of it that they were her, actually her half siblings, right? Right. She just figured they were her siblings, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. I would. Yeah. <laughs> uh, men were allowed to marry as many women as they want, but they were socially required to provide for the children. Gotcha. So you could, you know, have ten if you could take care of them, but if you weren't, you weren't. You couldn't. It was a big no-no to like run out. Gotcha. Um, That's good. <laughs> I think. <laughs> Until hey. it isn't, then it yeah. would suck. <laughs> Let's see. Yeah, in World War One, more than a hundred thousand young, and it's. I'm not. I'm still not quite sure where the line is. I don't think it's. I think it's bigger than tribe, but they're Kikuyu. Okay. Is what they're. I don't know. It's like regional Kenyans. I think pre Kenyans. Okay, gotcha. It's like I think it's somewhere smaller than a country, but bigger than a tribe. Okay, but that's their their local people are called Kikuyu. A hundred thousand Kikuyu men were sent to fight. One of which was her uncle that she didn't know about until she was an adult because uh-huh. he never came back. Uh-huh. And her, see, so it'd be her grandmother was very distraught over it. She didn't want him to go. They were like trying to hide him. Right. Um, and eventually they, they came to their, be her grandfather and like forced him to like turn him in. And she mm. was like, he's never going to come back. And he's like, he'll be fine. Aww. And he didn't come back. And they, she was so distraught over it um, because of the naming thing. They oh. always named, they skipped over him. Like she forbid anyone oh. to name him because she was just, she did not want to be reminded right. that he would n- never come back. So she didn't know growing up that she had had an uncle because they skipped over because it wasn't she was he wasn't named within the family. Mm-hmm. So wow. oh well, I mean that gives the you know the naming of ancestors all the more importance. It keeps mm-hmm. them alive and their story fresh. But oh, that's sad. Um, when she was going to school, it was like the second generation for the colonization, so it was not uncommon for adults to also be in her class. Okay. So there were a lot of adults learning, you know, English and stuff along with her. And a lot of the adults would not like to do, you know, like sweep the floor and stuff. 
great. And the teacher would like get on. They're like, no, you're you're in the class. So yeah. Adults and school. children need to do yes. this. <laughs> um, eventually, she attended uh, St. Cecilia's Catholic School, uh, where she was forced to speak only English. Like they had a, I think it was a button that they would wear if they were caught not speaking English. Oh. It, was, it was pretty much like, I'm stupid and not speaking English. It was oh. like kind of what it said. It's like a dunce hat in the corner. Yeah. Oh, my. So they like Sweet. shamed them into it. It was no, it was it was Catholic school. Well, yeah. So and it was all girls Catholic school. But she had, I mean, she had fun. But she didn't realize till like later, like they would show them like movies, but they would edit out stuff like even just like holding hands. Ow. The Mau Mau Rebellion <laughs> was uh, soldiers returning for World War Two. Um, they ended up, I don't know. I guess there's like something where they've changed it throughout history from being like. At, at the time, they were seen as, like, terrorists, but I think now they've okay. changed it to the, well, they were freedom fighters. Right. But they were... It depends probably on who was writing the history. Yeah. yeah. I think they may have had good intentions, but were not doing good things. They basically set up, like, detention camps. Um, during the uprising, her, her mother was assaulted by a family member. Like, he broke into the house and had, like, a knife to her neck. Oh, goodness. And was, like give me all your stuff and she found out later it was like a distant like a family member oh, so her yeah. mother was like you know traumatized that by that her whole rest of her life hmm. even uh wangari herself was detained for a few days while she was driving traveling to and from school because mm-hmm. um, it would take like a day or two to get to the the catholic school and they they tamed her they're like why are you traveling and they they held her for a few days until they were able to actually like contact her family and they're like She's fine. Right. Yeah. yeah. She's going to school. <laughs> um, eventually, she got into a program for college, and it was somewhere, it's named, it's like the Kennedy Initiative or something. Okay. Gotcha. I think is what um, Obama's father got into. Oh, okay. Um, as well, um, he tra- uh, she traveled to Kansas. Um, like you do. To go to, it was a Catholic college. Gotcha. Because we're going to just keep the ball rolling there. <laughs> <laughs> it's education just, just keep, keep going, going. I guess. Keep going. Alive. why not keep going <laughs> um but they she traveled to she made like a stop in like four different countries like she went from like kenya to like she ended up in norway and then like canada and then new york it was like it was ah. several spots um she made when they landed in new york i think they took like a bus or train all the way to kansas like oh, they wow. didn't fly straight to kansas uh, well, they were that going. would be too much. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the flying's too I don't much. Know. <laughs> um, but on their way, they made a pit stop in Indiana, oh, where wow. she was. Uh, uh, she was like in awe of all the corn. They had grown corn <laughs> like in Kenya. anybody else. <laughs> yeah, she had grown corn in Kenya, but I guess like not at that quantity. Well, there's like, a fuck ton of like, corn in uh, <laughs> Indiana. <laughs> she was. <laughs> And she had never been taught that, like, corn came from the Americas. Okay. So she just thought it it was a Kenyan crop. Right. So she's like, what is this doing here? (laughs) Right. But they stopped. I think a lot of Indiana people are still like, what is this doing here? Yes. (laughs) Corn and soybeans. Uh, But they stopped um, at, like, a rest stop to get a a Coca-Cola. Because that was the thing back in the day. And they were refused service because they were black. Great. But that's really like the only time she said, like in the states, that she had 
like I guess advertly experienced racism. It was only in Indiana. Um, she said <laughs> for her, she said she had heard stories from the other people that right. she's with, um, from like refusal to even just like get hired for jobs, right. through certain things. But like for her, that was the only thing. And what what time of like when was she in? She was born Indiana? in nineteen forty. So this is uh, like the nineteen fifties. Gotcha. Okay. She graduated. <laughs> she spent some time at like a German like working for a university, okay. working with microscopes. Uh-huh. She ended up majoring in, um, I forget if it was biology or chemistry, but she ended up working with a lot of, it was like veterinary science. Mm-hmm. She wasn't a vet, but people would bring her her animals and she's like, I can't really help. <laughs> she would like be testing um, like microscopic parasites and stuff gotcha. to help domesticated animals. Um, like I think she did something with... Not lice. But viruses relating to? It wasn't even a virus. It was like a little mite or something that was affecting like cattle or something. Okay. Maybe um, chicks? I don't know if it was ticks. Like it was some kind Lyme of little, right. some little, little tiny animal. Little heartworms. <laughs> 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 Trying to think what else my pets go in for. <laughs> uh, eventually, she married and moved to uh, Nairobi, which is the largest city in Kenya. Um, she worked at the local university there with her vet research. Uh, her husband ran for office a couple times. First time he lost, and he ran again the next time around. Um, and he <coughs> promised people jobs. And this really nice. worried her because she was like, when I make a promise, <laughs> I intend to keep it. Right. She just like kept asking him, like, how do you intend to give people jobs? Right. Like, she's very worried with it. And he he was just kind of like, they'll forget about it. <gasps> it was just like, oh, oh he's dude. a true politician. Yeah. He was oh. like, they won't remember. And she's like, no. Don't make a promise. Your They're going to remember. <laughs> So, I believe uh, I learned that in Top Gun, otherwise known as the biblical movie Top Gun. <laughs> Don't write a check also, your butt can cash. There, there is the uh, the people of color version. Yes. <laughs> Don't write a check your ass can cash. There it is. Exactly. <laughs> nice. I believe it's etched in stone somewhere. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> if it's not, it should be. Right. Exactly. Um, but he won that election, and in order to. Uh, help with his campaign promise she <laughs> she was she very started worried about the, it um, <laughs> i think this is when she started her green belt yes thing which is what she's i guess most known for that's what i know her for is they the were essentially trees. hiring um young women to grow trees mm-hmm. so they're both helping with like unemployment and the environment yes because they had by the time like they had grown up uh, people were removing like the trees, which were causing the trees were holding like the the dirt in, and it was causing mudslides. Ah. And the tree, I think, a lot of the trees that they were growing were fruit trees, mm-hmm. so mm. you'd help like feed people too. Yeah. Um. So that's when she she started that. I go into schools and talk about just her a little bit with the green belt movement. I have a picture of her hugging a tree. Oh, I'm like she's my tree hugger. There's so <laughs> many like when I'm reading Love the audiobook, like when she talks about someone, she'll be like, "We planted a tree and it's still alive," and it's like, yes. "Oh, that's so cool." <laughs> um, she attended a conference. It was the Habitat One conference. Uh-huh. Um, there was both Margaret Mead, Mother Teresa, and Barbara Ward there. Oh, mm. look so, at that trifecta right there. Yeah. Nice. Um, but one day, um, like her husband didn't really, uh, he wanted her to take his last name. 
okay. which is a very Western tradition thing uh, where they had been raised. Uh, a woman didn't take her husband's last name. She was always referred to, um, it kind of translates down to daughter of her father. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's kind of like what her name is. Or after she has children, sometimes it's <clears throat> mother of whoever. Gotcha. So it wasn't really, it wasn't a thing. So right. she was like, no. She's like, I'm not, I'm not taking your name. <laughs> like, that's not, she's like, I don't need to. Yeah. One day he just got up and left. Oh. Oh, my. He took, oh. like, the TV. No. Yes. <laughs> the record player. <laughs> oh. Dang. He just, he Katie's like, and no, left. that record player's gone yes. now? <laughs> yeah, that, that's not even cool. He just got up and not even cool. just left. Um, and then sometime later, he filed for divorce. Right, after he had uh, the records. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, she still wanted to be married because it's, it's the tradition. You like, you have a family, it's a family unit. Right, yeah. She's like, she got along fine with him being gone. She was like, you know... <laughs> <laughs> if I'm not working for his campaign, every, you know, I have a job. Right. You know, they had uh, a person to help them with the kids, like a nanny, because they had three kids. Gotcha. So she had someone to help her with the kids, but it, w- it was like she went around her normal routine. Yeah. Sweet. But uh, he filed for divorce. And back then, you could only get divorced. There were like only four reasons you could get filed for divorce. It okay. was like adultery, um, abuse and um mental illness okay yeah i can't remember what the fourth one was was it um robbing a train remember no. sorry we had that last month some no. actually it might husband be, ran away um <laughs> uh i think it has something to do with reproduction infertility mm. infertility oh, or yeah, they can't um, have kids gotcha but, um or mm. just simply not having any yeah, right. Not performing your wifely duties. Something like that. Mm. I see. Um, I mean, it is the Catholics. Him. Right. There's that. <laughs> I grew up Catholic. I know. I'm very sorry. <laughs> he went with um, that not only was she uh, cheating on him, which was totally right. not happening. Right. Um, but that, that he was cruel to her. Uh, okay. Okay. And he said that she was too educated, oh. too strong. Too successful, too stubborn, and too hard to control, is what he said in the court. And documents. he felt too inferior. <laughs> yes, because she did the real reason. I'd she like did make more money. My tombstone. Than Correct. Yes. All right, yeah. let's make this happen. No. Wow. I mean, I'm like badge of honor, badge of honor, badge of honor. But sure. Yeah. No, divorce. Uh, I'm okay. with you. What else? Um, yeah. He was too intimidated. I just, I want to know if that was like in front of a judge and he had to say those words out loud. <laughs> he did. And during the. And if anybody laughed. Uh, probably not. It was, you know, this oh. is, you know. And I, yeah, another time. Culture and then mm. also, you know, being back in the day, you know, you were, you were supposed to be a wife. You were supposed right. to be subservient to your husband. Right. You know, you, you're supposed to be quiet. Mm-hmm. Um. I would not have survived. No. During the, uh, I'd have been single the whole time. <laughs> exactly. During the uh, divorce proceedings, um, I don't know if it was because of like that's how the court works, or mm-hmm. because she was a lady going through in the court. Right, right. She was expected to just you know answer questions with just a yes or a no. Right. At one point, they asked her a question. She didn't say what it was, but she said she was like, "Why are you asking me that?" And apparently that she felt oh, like was what oh, no. you know proved that she was you know too stubborn of a woman 
Mm-hmm. You know, clearly she's just, you know, not a good wife. Troublemaker, I believe, is the term we were using before the show. Yep. Troublemaker. By asking a question. <laughs> so she lost and she was granted the divorce. Okay. Um, short time after the divorce, her now ex-husband sends her a letter asking her, you know, not to use his last name. <laughs> She's like, I didn't want it to begin with. <laughs> this was oh my. your idea. <laughs> oh, wow. Yes. So what she did was she added uh, for her surname, because there were some, like, official, like, uh, documents that did have, like, her name, even though she didn't. She just went by her first name. Right, yeah. Um, but she just added an extra A in there. All right. So in her last name, there's two A's ah. to my tie. Gotcha. So that's how she got around that. Interesting. (laughs) But sometime after her divorce, um, she had an interview with a magazine that asked about it because it's a big deal that a lady got divorced. Like she must have been, you know, crazy person to allow her husband to to divorce her. Um, She said that uh, the only way that the judge could have granted divorce um, was that either he was corrupt or incompetent. Oh, okay. And the judge didn't like that. <laughs> and, <laughs> um, and she said that incompatibility would have been a better right. reason, but that wasn't. But it wasn't a the thing true thing. Yeah. To get divorced for then. Right. So irreconcilable um, differences. Right. Wasn't yeah. a thing then. Yeah. Sweet. So the the judge didn't <laughs> like that and charged her with contempt of court. <laughs> even though it's not in the court, like this is right. A, yeah. It's crazy. Great. So she was sentenced to six months in jail. It's the first time she goes wow. to jail. Oh, my gosh. She only served about three days okay. of it. All right. She, like, sent an apology letter <laughs> or something to get her out. Wow. Just, yeah, I was, I was like, okay, I'm going to read about this, you know, this nice, lovely tree lady. And she's like, this was the first time I was in jail. It's like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> you know you picked a good one. That's. What like, you read? Oh, Tree hugger in goodness. prison. <laughs> um, she ran for a chairman of an organization, which was like a president. In Kenya, you couldn't have the only president is the president of the country. So uh-huh. You can't even have presidents of organizations or clubs. Right. They have to be chairman. Gotcha. Um, the, the year she got her divorce, she ran for vice chairman, and mm-hmm. she got it. Uh, she after a few years later was running running for chairman, so she was. Uh, denied because she was a divorced woman. And she was oh. like, y'all had no problem being <laughs> vice chairman and being divorced. Right. But now it's a thing. Yeah. Sure. Um, she goes Politics. to do her uh, green belt movement like full time, full, mm-hmm. full, full steam ahead. And there there was uh, a quote in there, which I thought was like a lovely both inspirational quote and a pun. Yeah. Because <gasps> of her planting trees. I love puns. So many people have wonderful ideas, but if they do not receive seed money to develop them, they can never germinate. I love it. (laughs) There was two puns in there. I know. I love it. Genius. Favorite person ever. (laughs) So later, there was a local park near her, and someone had, like, tipped her off that the government was planning to demolish the park and put down, like, a building complex there. Okay. So she had, you know, wrote to her government officials just asking, you know, hey, I heard this. Is this true? Mm-hmm. Let me know. They would, you know, send her a letter back and not answer the question and just, you know, be your typical, you know, thanks for writing to me. Right. Uh, 
I really um, hope you support me during the election. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, and at this point, the government is a one-party system. Okay. They're they're saying they're democracy, but it's like this sounds like some North Korea stuff going right. on. There's here. no other candidate to vote yeah. for, so it's it is what it is. It's a, yeah. yeah. So the government was pretty corrupt. Um, but you know, she kept asking about it, and she would get all these letters back. Eventually, she sent both her letters and the letters she got back to the press. Mm-hmm. And the parliament did not like that. They spent 45 minutes of their time on the floor just bad-mouthing her. Because they ain't got nothing else to do. Wow. Right. They've got to destroy her so she doesn't have any clout or say. So they they basically just didn't like that she was going to the press about this. And it's like, well, then maybe do your job. Right. Wouldn't have to go to the press if you just answer the question. (laughs) Um, They questioned uh, her Greenbelt organization, said it was bogus. Oh. Uh, they claimed that she'd called for the people to rise up against the government. Planting trees? By by asking about a tower. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. They said that she couldn't be taken seriously because she'd gotten a divorce. All right. <laughs> uh, she's, they said that they suggested that she should leave the country. You know, if wow. you don't like America, maybe you should just leave. <laughs> right. Some oh, things don't change. <laughs> uh, they call for her to be cursed. It was just 45 minutes of this. Anything and everything. Yeah. Wait a minute. They called for her to be cursed? cursed. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, you wow. know. Oh, my. Sweet. So we got yes. serious then? <laughs> um, the, the tower did eventually uh, break ground. Mm-hmm. Someone said that the, the people opposed to the tower mm-hmm. being built mm-hmm. uh, had insects in their heads. All right. And called uh, <laughs> Wangari out sp- specifically um, and said that she should be a proper African woman and be silent. Oh. Them mm. are fighting words. <laughs> yes. Did the press have fun with that one? <laughs> mm. In uh, 1992, she heard that her name was on a list of planned assassinations. Oh, my God. A pro-democracy activist. Um, wow. she ended up, she barricaded herself into her house and the police came and it was like a standoff for days until they finally broke in there. Oh goodness. They, they arrested her and she slept in a, a cement jail floor and it was like, she wasn't sure if they intentionally had just like a layer of water on the floor or not. Right. Um, uh, at this point she's 52 and she's got arthritis. So when they came to get her out of the jail to go to court, she couldn't walk. Oh, they had wow. to have several people carry her. She ended up like posting bail, mm-hmm. which is like different. I guess when you're on bail at that government at that time, they would pretty much just like look for any reason to arrest you again. Oh, it was get them back so as soon it was, as possible. It was weird. Cool. Um, but well, I guess they were thinking, ooh, more money. Leaving the, the courtroom to the hospital, um, there was a uh, Mothers in Action banner, banner hanging outside that said, Wangari, brave daughter of Kenya, you will never walk alone again. Aww. It's like, oh, there you go. Some people get it. Totally. Um, <laughs> but the, the charges they had against her, I forget, there were like three of them, but the last one was like treason. It's like, treason. for what? Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, they dropped the charges later that year because they didn't have any evidence of anything. Right. And then that's pretty much where I am in the book. <laughs> I'm on the last chapter um, on my drive like, up here. Damn it for these deadlines. Yeah. <laughs> she started off the last chapter of the book. said a woman politician needs the skin of an elephant. Ah, thick skin, basically. Oh, nice. But um, she obviously, her Greenbelt initiative was a success. Mm-hmm. Uh, she became the first African woman to win the Nobel Peace Prize. Yes, she in did. In 2004. Right. 
and she died in 2011 from ovarian cancer at 71. It's 71. Oh, wow. Gotcha. That's still a very long life when yeah. you have people out trying, trying to, to kill, kill you. Yeah. yeah, I mean, she's on an assassination <laughs> list. That's a celebration. What gets me is they said during her um, when they ruled for at the divorce trial, mm-hmm. she's considered having lost the trial, right. and that meant she had to get the divorce. Yeah, because she was so stay married. Right. So they're blaming her for getting divorced. She yeah. fought when it. She had fight <laughs> yes, she had been fighting it and lost. Right. Air quotes. Yeah. <laughs> well for them it was that she wasn't a good enough wife to make her husband stay. Mm. That's yeah. just mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah. Sure. And that her husband even wanted to leave is proof that right. she, she was just not a proper wife. So what is the name of this book again? Uh, it is called Unbowed. It's her autobiography that she wrote in 2004, the same year that she won the Nobel Peace Prize. Cool. Sweet. And it was really good to do that because, yeah, the, if I hadn't done the audiobook, I would have no idea how to pronounce a lot of these words. Right, exactly. But it's really good. She talks about, like, she spends a lot of time talking about, like, her environment growing up. Because mm-hmm. she lived on like a farm. Yeah. So she was always, you know, she talked about like her mother planting plants. Mm-hmm. There's all this like keys into stuff later. Yeah. It's kind of like, um, oh, I was almost going to say dropping seeds that grow. <laughs> oh my God, I almost <laughs> did it. Uh, but yeah, like just her life connecting the dots mm-hmm. kind of in a way where it's like, you know, mm-hmm. something that you think, oh, it's not a big deal. I grew up around this becomes so part of her purpose in life later. Yeah. It's you never know where inspiration's like going to take you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's quite fun. Yeah, she had popped up when I was researching um, for my calendar and she kept popping up. As, oh, nice. And I was like, I got a researcher. Yeah. And so I was like, okay. I appreciate because I always wanted to know more about like I knew two sentences about it really and I'm like I I gotta dig in more because like I like trees and I'm (laughs) gonna play more I was not expecting a revolutionary sweet (laughs) with gardening right (laughs) anything can be revolutionary if you let it (laughs) totally well that wraps it up for us this week join us next week as our next gal pal shares her one cool African gal as gal's guide to the galaxy podcast continues thanks for listening before you hit stop, don't forget to go check out galsguide.org and donate just $10 to our crowdfunder. I appreciate it. Thank you. And have a pleasant evening. For show notes, links, and images from this week's show, visit galsguide.org. Want exclusive stuff like deleted bits and major bloopers? Become a Galsguide patron today. Thanks for listening. <laughs>